You're only one person. It's a family, a large family. Sorry. There's five of you. That means you're only 20% of the vote. <laughs> a lot of times I say yes to that because all I need is an idea. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like that sometimes. She always calls like, what do you want for dinner? Yeah, coming up with the ideas is the hardest part. But I've got one day off this week, and today is that day. I, I don't want to spend it in the kitchen. I want something easy. Because work is trying to kill me. <laughs> I got a girl that already texted me this morning. We had a private rental in there this morning. And they were a handful of private rental. And, you know, they're not supposed to take the room until their rental is from 10 to 2, the time block. Mm-hmm. And when she got there at 845, they were sitting outside of the room with all their decorations waiting yeah, to get well, it. You don't get it till 10. Yeah. You should have. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you know, like we got to be careful sometimes that on the one hand, we don't set up this system of always making exceptions. Right. Right. But you also don't want to be. But on the other hand, I just told her, like, just use your judgment. Like, don't let their presence stress how you get the facility open and get the room ready. Pretend like they're not there. But if you legitimately get the room ready by 945, you can let them in. Mm-hmm. But you still have to do your job, your, what mm-hmm. you have to do. That's how I handled it. But, you know, I, I get that it's just like the nature of it gets stressful when those people are just sitting there. Say, no, don't worry. I understand. It's just when I, I don't know how long it would take me to, un- whatever. Like, it's what I needed to be thinking about at nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> Should have got it from 10 to 3. Gave yourself an extra hour or something. I know. I know. So whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So again, I don't have a lot of notes for today. I did. I was doing a little reading this morning in preparation. Oh, yeah. I got up. What is sleeping late for me? I got up at like 8 o'clock. Mm. And... uh Made some coffee and sat down and started to read a few things to see, to bring up today. And then one by one, people started. Felt it, it's like I have Sunday a mom dar, no, right? <laughs> one by one. So we'll see how it goes. But it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. We're back on track. That's right. We made it. We made it. So yeah. we, we can drop on Monday. We are here in the dining room studio. I'm Sue O'Leary. And I am Johnny Hampton. And this is the Strongly Worded Podcast. And I would like to take the time to announce that I will be running for Speaker of the House. <laughs> <laughs> what a state of affairs that is, right? Like, it's an interesting time in our history when when a Democrat has more support for a Republican Speaker of the House than any Republican they can put up. Yeah, it's not, first of all, like, I don't know why people think that's an easy job either. Right, like does anyone can Hell do it? No, like, not, right? <laughs> like, let's get rid of this guy <laughs> who's doing the job, taking all these hits. He may not be the best guy, right? Like, you, not everybody loves him, right? But that job is not easy. He might even be relieved, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're gonna come up with, like, come on, Jim Jordan, you never had a chance. You never had a chance. Your own party doesn't even like you. And and you you know your party is in a shambles right now. And they right. and they don't like you. And even they don't like you. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but yeah. 
I was either going to run for house or maybe for president. I have two taglines. <laughs> one of them is make hotel breakfast great again. I've heard you say that before. And the other one is make TV theme songs great again. <laughs> Let's run on that platform. God, remember TV theme songs. <laughs> yeah, I've been humming Gilligan's Island the last <laughs> couple of weeks. The tale of a fateful trip. <laughs> yes. The movie star. <laughs> the professor and Marianne. <laughs> yeah, there were some good, I mean, uh, Silver Spoons, remember that one? I don't remember that one. Here we are, face to face, oh, a couple yes. of silver spoons. I used to watch that too. Me too. Hoping to find <laughs> we're two of a kind, <laughs> making <laughs> it go, <laughs> making it grow together. together. We're going to find our way. Wow. You and I together. I should call Max Lamont and have him rework our theme song. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so many things told a story back then that we don't take the time for anymore. I mean, we're definitely more of a fast food nation. Yeah. I mean, even if you had a theme song now, when it came on, you would hit skip on Netflix. Mm -hmm. You would skip the intro. That's it. We don't have to watch the intros Mm -hmm. anymore. We That's why it's streaming once again. Got to come up with another tech. Remove the skip intro button. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And jingles. Do we have any good jingles anymore? I don't watch commercials. Ed would tell you, my wife would tell me that you don't watch commercials. I do not. Mm Mm-mm. I rarely watch them. I guess I don't either, really. And when they're on, I don't really pay attention. I don't, I don't. Our kids will never know what that's like, like I having to go to the bathroom and hurry and run back before the show starts again. <laughs> True. They could just pause it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm thinking, I mean, RB, we have the, we have the meats. Like that, right. that's what that's going around. America's now. roast beef. Yes, sir. Remember that one? No. Yeah. RB wasn't <laughs> well, I'm big, old. RB wasn't big in, in, in New York no. like that. That's why. I don't think, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time I had Arby's probably was down here. Really? Yeah, I don't think I ate Arby's in New York. Hmm. I didn't have Chick-fil-A till we came to the South. Oh, yes, well, of course. Now they're everywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, Cracker Barrel, too, growing up. Yeah. We would take our yearly road trip to Florida to see family. And Dad would always get excited when we crossed crossed over into a state that had a Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, good food, man. Mm-hmm. Good sweet tea, too. Yeah, I drink sweet tea. <laughs> but yeah, so no no good jingles, no good uh, theme songs anymore. But that's a heck, heck of a platform. I mean, they need some help. <laughs> I don't like. They need to just pick some like. You need to pick someone who's more moderate. Duh. That everyone will like. But there's nothing about that party that is about that. Uh, I mean, when you see Hakeem Jeffries have. <laughs> he, he damn, he's close to being speaker himself. That's what I'm saying. That's like, so crazy to me. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. And again, I say this, I, I think I've said this on several episodes now, but I, I look at the state of politics in the U.S. Uh-huh. And is it my growing awareness and interest as I age that sees all this craziness? Did craziness always exist? Not or like this. Or is it just... As different as I think it is. It's as different as I thought. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if you go back to even when Clinton was president, mm-hmm. right, I think 
at that time the parties were divided but it was never as extreme on both sides really right like so but i don't there just was always this air of still having to work together like you yes. could lose an election and you called up and you said congratulations on your win you're my president i support you know i'll support whatever like right and you would work to get stuff passed mm-hmm. right and so now everything is passed along party lines mm-hmm. which to me it that just can't be all the time it really because it really just can't be like <laughs> when and I, I don't know maybe social media has something to do with it too but even me as a person i find myself I find it difficult for me sometimes to have meaningful friendships with people who believe differently than I do now. And I I didn't used to be like that. It all depends on what kind of people like. So it's funny because social media, you see all these people on social media and they, oh, yeah, we're independent thinkers, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes to politics, you're anything but. Right. (laughs) <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't want to be friends with anybody on social anymore. Like, I don't want any new Facebook friends because yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want any. I, I, I don't want to Facebook stalk any potential new friend or acquaintance or colleague because I don't want to know. Like I don't mind it. Like you know, I. But you have to be able to have discussions. You have to be able to have an exchange of ideas. You can't be so rigid in your thinking that just because it's Democrat or just because it's Republican, that makes it okay for you. Right, right. But then you go to their Facebook and you see (laughs) them making fun of, you know, just the the stuff, right? You just see the stuff. Right. And I laugh. I have a very, I I have a, I can laugh at some messed up stuff, right? Like, you know, that, that aren't necessarily reflective of, who you are, or, yeah, it's comedy, some of it. Right, you know what I mean? But I, I just, do, I don't want to go, and I don't want to go see your, you posting conspiracy theories. And I don't want, I, I just don't want to know. I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah. So we can go back to being friends. Like, here's my tagline. Something like, um, something like, bring back, pictures of your pumpkin spice latte because <laughs> i don't give a shit about your politics every, well, every, <laughs> well, everyone's an expert now so right like <laughs> people go to school and learn things but you know more than that guy when you sit on the toilet and like scroll facebook while you're I, going to the bathroom i did not know we had all these experts on the gaza strip i just didn't i wasn't aware <laughs> like, <laughs> did you hear what happened in detroit no what happened in detroit Oh, boy. Somebody got murdered. Uh, The president of a synagogue in Detroit. Come on. This is where we're headed, man. Yeah, we got we got to stop the the craziness. So was it was it was it? They aren't saying yet. Oh, boy. I I just hope it's. Well, yeah, I hope hope it's not anything really because that's that is the last thing the Arab community needs because they will paint them with a broad brush. Yes. Right. I think that it's so funny that we do that Mm -hmm. with other people, but we don't do it when it comes to American terrorists. Mm -hmm. Right. So. And yes, there have been domestic terrorists. Absolutely. Timothy McVeigh comes to mind. Yeah. But we don't look at every white dude and worry about him being a terrorist. Despite the fact that. Despite the fact that ninety nine point nine percent of the mass murders in this country are at the hands of a white dude. Right. 
but we we refuse to do that. But if this if that synagogue murder come, turns out to be someone of you know an Arab, then you know you're gonna see people on social media talking about all Arabs. And that like is that gonna be the issue that unites us? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I read this morning something in the Hill about um, Desantis and uh, who's your guy and <laughs> Desantis, the other so- candidate. The, I'm sorry, describing this the way Indian the black dude? the black guy. Oh, um, Scott. Scott, thank you. Oh my gosh, um, talking about how. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's easy to know because there's only one. I know, I know. That's why I didn't want to say it that way. That's why I didn't want to say it that way. Uh, talking about how they uh, are talking. About, I don't remember the word they used. I pulled up the article, but um, in public educational institutions, having mm. some type of um, discipline or sanction against people who support Palestinians. Right. And, and, and look, uh, I have said before in our last episode, I am not well-versed. Um, but my initial reaction to what happened a couple of weeks ago is to be very pro Israel. Right. I, I, that haunting, that first haunting account that I heard. And you know, like since I read more and I try to see more and be open and whatever, but, and then I think, oh my God, do I agree with this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do I sound like a Republican in that? Because I'm not. I think so. I think the easy thing to do a lot of times is because because Hamas is a terrorist organization, yes. um, you side with Israel. But I saw a tweet that made sense. It said Hamas does not equal Palestine. Mm-hmm. The Israeli government does not equal Israel. So these two entities are making all these decisions, bombing and all that, and the people then are responsible for it. What I learned, I learned something the other day, because I'm always like, why can't they just get these terrorists out of their country? All right? DeSantis was on Face the Nation, Meet the Press, one of them morning shows. And he was talking about Hamas was elected. And the lady had to correct him. Hamas was elected in 2006 or seven, Right. And then they never allowed them to have elections again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, are, like, but the Israeli government is elected, mm-hmm. right? So these two entities are fighting back and forth. And it's always the people who suffer, mm-hmm. right? They, they fight amongst each other. And while these governments do whatever the hell they want to do, like while Hamas does what they want to do, I don't think. I don't, you know, I don't know if you asked a hundred Palestinians that ninety nine would say, yeah, we need to bomb them. I don't know if that would happen, I, and I don't know if you asked ninety uh, Jewish people. I don't think that would happen either. So we need to just relax off that and uh, try to learn as much as we can. Don't be DeSantis. Don't be DeSantis. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but I, I just, it just breaks my heart that we uh, might be we are entering a time where we're gonna see things like prominent Jewish community organizers, role models like this synagogue president murdered and discovered by a trail of her own blood. Come on. Like I'm not, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. I have said from the start, this conflict, uh, rattles me deep because it just does it rattles me deep because it it is a 
deeply woven into the fabric of both of these groups. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, as, as more information comes out about what happened in Detroit, I'll keep us posted. Um, what about, uh, you think we're going to see Trump's bail revoked and with any of these missteps he's making, do you think any of these judges are going to? No. Why? But that, but I just, I'm just not used to, uh, people like him being held accountable. So I'm jaded by that. Yeah. If it was me or you, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. We'd already be there. Right. But, you know, I with, with with the whole Trump thing, like I believe he goes to jail. Or I believe I believe uh, he'll be held accountable when it happens. Right. Right. Because he hasn't been to this point. Right. So now he's under indictment in all these states, and people like such a hypocritical country. Like I said, like. These people who would vote for Trump who've been indicted wouldn't hire a dude who shoplifted when he was 12 years old. Right. Take the name away mm. and just some of the things that, you know, he's being indicted for and put that on a job application. Right. And you would be laughed out of <laughs> exactly. town. Yeah. So, you know, everyone has values so they don't. Mm -hmm. right? until, it, until it affects them. Right. Until it's until they have to do something uncomfortable to right. live by them yeah it's hard to do the right thing man this guy like let's be honest man i'm sorry if you support trump and I, you know if you do i still love you but he should not be eligible to run for president absolutely not he's got secret documents here and there and everywhere he's doing all this shit he's been accused of he should be disqualified so if you're voting for him you got to take a hard look in the mirror and ask yourself why mm -hmm. like i'm no desantis fan but at, at least he hasn't done all that shit Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, I mean. You know, because the next person doesn't have to do all that shit. Mm. Trump has blazed a trail, <laughs> seriously, for just yeah. anybody to think they can do that job. That's the and, most. And yeah. yes, term limits are necessary. And yes, uh, politicians can have a lot of backdoor dealings that aren't. But but they're, the, the part of it that is about public service needs to be known and understood and recommended. And when just anybody started running for these positions, that's when the teamwork stopped. That's when we need to come together and agree on some things to pass some things to benefit all of the people. Even if you wear blue and I wear red, that's when that all went out the fucking door. What kills me about it is like, I, I asked a question once a guy I played ball with, he was a roofer. Um, and, and not it's not not my not my good friend Dave Brown, but no, another <laughs> another dude. And I said to him, "Would you hire me to be head of your roofing crew?" It's like, "What you mean?" Like, I'm an accountant. Would you hire me to be head of your roofing? He's like, "Hell no!" I said, well, "Why the fuck are you voting for a dude who can't balance his own checkbook to run the country? He's not smart enough to have a to to to, to avoid bankruptcy. Right. Yet you think he's smart enough to hold the nuclear codes." Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Like, why am I listening to Tommy Tuberville, a failed college football coach, talk about anything about foreign policy? Right. It makes no sense. Right. But I have I have all these theories though. Like and and you know everybody used to say, Oh, you need to go to college to to be successful. You need to have a master's and then minorities and women started getting these educational positions, and then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. oh, college doesn't mean anything. 
mm-hmm. when it's accessible to everyone. Now you want to vote like, oh, this guy, he's real. No, he's stupid. He's a dummy. Right. Trump is not a smart man. And I got, you know, I'm tired of sitting up there watching. It's not, it, it, at first it can be funny. And then it becomes aggravating to me to watch someone as dumb as he is run for president and be leading a party that has been around forever that should be respected. Mm-hmm. And we got these dummies running for president. He's not smart and he's mentally ill. And he, <laughs> and he has, no, don't, he, he don't, has no, don't get sued now. He has no <laughs> empathy. He, yeah. I mean, he's a madman. I, I'm, <laughs> a friend of mine from high school who is, incredibly pro-Trump. She posted something about, you know, she's always posting, oh, I miss mean tweets. Oh, I miss mean tweets. And she posted this video of uh, early on in his first election, one of the debates, this video where people were being announced and they missed Ben Carson. And Ben didn't know what to do because they didn't say his name. Like they skipped his name. Mm -hmm. And Trump, she was like, what a gentleman that Trump stood there with him and waited so they could walk out together. Like at some statement that why did you skip the black dude's name? But all it did was serve Trump to like, be like, why didn't he come out? Why? Nobody was talking about Ben Carson. Cause they skipped, you, you know what I mean? Like, but they called Trump's name and then all of the chatter in the video. They skipped Ben Carson cause he was polling at negative 8%. <laughs> Not because he's black. And 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 all it did was cause a like a jam pile of like, you know, am I supposed to go? Do I go? Do I know the people behind him and having to go around him? And, you know, that all it did was draw attention to him. Yeah. It didn't fix any problem. All it did was draw attention to him. And that's to me like a metaphor for his entire political existence. His life. It is all to benefit him. Yeah. It's, it's his life. Yes. Right, like so, and to have convinced all of these people that it's anything besides that, maybe he is a fucking genius because he is one hell of a cult leader. I mean, I don't know. I just think the environment is right is ripe for that. There's people who, uh, you know, they feel like they're underrepresented, but that's because you keep voting for the same idiots. Like, if you're in Mississippi right now, one of the poorest states, and you keep voting Republican, that's on you, man. I, people are voting for him because of underrepresentation. That's I what feel they like think. people are voting for him because they are afraid of what you just said. Minorities and women are. are there are some people who, are like, like, in any segment of a population, you're going to have people who are racist, who are prejudiced. Any segment, but there are people who believe that he represents the common person. <laughs> there are people who believe that it's the dumbest thing ever because because when they look, they know he ain't smart. Well, he may not speak well, right? Right, like that's what they think. And twenty-two women are just making it up. That like, I mean, I think that. Um, I think that white people are afraid because they can't imagine a world where a person of color or a woman that has been so 
uh, held down, um, could legislate in a way that would look after everybody. I feel like in a lot of ways, white people, because they can't do it, because all they know is this world where we discriminate, that a person of color could legislate or, or, you know, move in a way that wouldn't punish them for something. But that doesn't explain why they hate Biden, though. He's a white man. You see what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, but technically he's a white man that represents a party that is pro-gay. I mean, they really, none of them are at that point. Like, you know, we still don't have what we need. We still don't have universal health care. We still don't have affordable housing. We still don't have, uh, you know what I mean? That's why I've, I've always said, and I think you have too, that the local elections are the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, but even look at that. Like, there aren't too many people that look like you in Moms for Liberty. no they're not i mean i don't know like for me i guess like when you're a black person like you've been dealing with it for so so long right like you just become numb to certain things like like that tournament we went to where I'm filling out the book and the person goes up to your husband and says, and thinks he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, right. So some of this is like apathy on my part. Yeah. Right. Like I can't like, I should be as fired up as you are. Right. I should be. I mean, I don't know why, but it's just so hard sometimes, man. And it's like, I, and I actually do have friends that are conservative not just white people. I had a black friend lives in Colorado, super conservative. And we talk about things like his big well, issue. You guys got Candace Owens, right? right. So. No, no, please. <laughs> but no, he's no Candace Owens. Believe me. <laughs> and you know, his big issue is abortion. And we, we mm-hmm. talked about things from time to time. And, and I do have these conversations, but I, I try to have them with people who, like I said, again, who are willing to exchange ideas. Right. And are willing to say, oh, maybe maybe I'm looking at this from the wrong perspective. If you're not willing to do that, then what's the point? But like, you know, I always say this country will continue to fall short of what we think we should be because we have never worked together. Yeah. And it's been from the inception. Um, and even within our own political parties, even within our own races, like I had a conversation with my son. We were talking about something that happened at school. And he was like, oh, well, this teacher is black. As if that is a reason why, like, so that teacher should be treating him well because he's, cause she's black. And I said, why do you think that? We had slaves that hated each other. Because mm-hmm. one was in the house and one was in the field. Mm-hmm. And one would thought they were better. You don't know what anyone thinks of you, son. Right? You don't, like, I know you. You are raised in the suburbs. <laughs> right you are you know you're an easygoing kid you don't talk a lot but when you step out that house and you're in your sweats and your crocs with your with your hair almost dreaded and stuff like that people have a certain perception of you mm-hmm. even a black person mm-hmm. you know, i had to explain that to him but that's why this country doesn't move forward we don't ever help each other out we think about ourselves first and money first and all these kind of things no empathy Yes, we lack that's, empathy. That's why people love Trump, because he has none. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he, do you think he can win again? No. No? No. Even if he gets the nomination? No. Really? 
No. See, I was like that the first time, man. Don't set yourself up like that, too, man. It can happen. <laughs> I knew that dude wasn't winning. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know he wasn't winning the last time. And we watched and messaged with returns yeah. coming in, and I was pretty low, and you were still like, Oh, no, nah, because I was watching like, all the analysts. That right. Time, and, yeah. and I do too, right? Yeah. Like, I love that, but I was still like, And you were like, No, we still got all these other votes to count. Mm-hmm. We still got all this other stuff. And, and, um, and I think we have only gotten four more years of I can't believe this motherfucker for people to come out. And, and I don't know that people will be voting for Biden, but I know they will be voting against Trump. Well, the, the strongest right now. And I tell you, the military needs to not vote for Trump. They need to take their mail-in ballots and vote for somebody who's not going to have them, you know, fighting a civil war that's going to start trickling over here. Like, Yeah. Uh, the strongest case for Biden, I think, has been this week. Yeah. Uh, his speeches and mm-hmm. and you compare that to what any other candidate in general is talking about. Um, I'm not sure Trump wins the primary, man. I think I still think H- Nikki Haley is going to surprise people. Um, also equally terrifying to me. But I know, but she's talking that talk right now. Yeah. Like, you know, politicians, you know. I don't know. Sometimes I think that those that sort of pop out and when we have a what they keep telling us is an overwhelming majority for one candidate is that they're campaigning for vice president. Mm. Um, but I also am not sure that I believe that Trump is the shoe in that they want. I think I think they're telling us what they like. They're speak trying to speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know that that the re- Republican people want him. I think I think I'm I think you. it's a very fringe group that wants him. I think the people that aren't out there with their truck flags yeah. that are just reading and thinking for themselves and watching these debates and stuff mm. that he's not attending. Mm-hmm. Um that don't have you know that aren't political leaders themselves that are just like you and me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, are not going to vote for him again. Yeah, I think Haley could beat Biden. It terrifies me. She's talking that talk, man. I think she could, and it terrifies. I mean, like, she, there's nothing that scares me more, like, a, a, a far-right white woman, to me, is scarier than a far-right white man. Because she will get, she will swoop up votes just based on her gender. Hmm. I think. Yeah. She, I mean... Right now, she's talking that talk, though. Yeah, I know. I know, but I, I can't. I can't. I cannot. Because if you don't think he's going to get the nomination, who do you think is getting it? It's not It's uh, not going to yeah. be Ramaswamy. No, it's not. I mean, she, it's possible. It, it, it ain't going to be Tim Scott. Sorry, Tim. You it's should. not going to be Pence. No. It ain't going to be Christy. I don't know. You think it could be Christy? I think it could be a Christy Nikki ticket. <laughs> Yeah, Biden will lose. And Biden will lose. Yeah, he will lose. Biden will lose. I'd rather have Christy than Haley, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. But I'm, you know. Yeah, man. I'm a little tense about it. We're a year away. and about to get rolling soon. About three months from now, we'll Mm -hmm. be rolling. Yep. Right about the time Trump kicks off his first... His first trial. That's crazy. Opens is the day after Super Tuesday. Super Dude. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mm-hmm. he's gonna mm-hmm. have to 
So I'm, I I gave my family a sneak preview on the article I was bringing today. Okay. And they think I'm nuts for bringing oh, it up. Oh, boy. So you might shoot this down real quick. But here is the... Uh, the article that caught my eye from EliteDaily.com, Why Guys Like Being Called Daddy in Bed, According to Experts. I've never, ever liked that. I've never... It's not your thing, I huh? never have required anyone. Your beautiful wife doesn't say, hey, daddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? what? So there's a, the article actually explores a lot of different reasons why people say daddy, right? Like, you know, sometimes it... it stems from when you have babies and so like this is my baby and saying you know daddy you know what i mean like as in a very non-sexual or erotic way are these the same oh this is not pew this is not pew (laughs) no this is not this is not pew but but it was i mean it was it was an interesting article because it who did they interview that even (laughs) did i Am I, did I cross the line? No, I'm just saying, who did they enter? Like, like. <laughs> the title of daddy. Wait, wait. Who oh. wrote it? A woman or man? A woman. Yeah, she asked her, her, her boyfriend and wrote a whole article on what he said. Stella Harris. Come on, Stella. Stella. The title <laughs> of daddy carries an air of someone who's caring, in charge, and a problem solver. <laughs> I don't need the problem. If you, solve, if you got to solve problems in there. You're tr- he's someone that'll take care of you. I think folks are drawn to that, whether. You want to be called daddy or you want to call somebody daddy. But it doesn't necessarily have to be used in a sexual or kinky context. No, this is funny. Listen, listen. Even in platonic relationships, calling someone daddy can be a playful way to show affection, like calling your handy real estate agent friend house daddy. I have never referred to a colleague. Stella is nuts, man. (laughs) Stella's off the chair. What was Stella drinking before? She had a deadline and just decided. (laughs) She was like me last night when (laughs) I had a couple drinks and chose not to write something. (laughs) She had a couple drinks and wrote this. So, so, man, house daddy, wow. Yeah, using the, I I mean, I said I have never called Johnny, like, podcast daddy. Can you imagine me being at a gym? And some woman called me Coach Daddy. Eb would destroy. Oh my God. Eb would destroy. Like, what is this lady yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't Using know. the term in a non sexual way can be fun and lighthearted. Unless you want to get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping into daddy energy. Daddy energy. Tapping into daddy energy allows you to play with everything from sexy power and control to caretaking wow. and nurture. If you want to bring those dynamics into the bedroom, or better understand the appeal. Here's what experts have to say about why daddy play is a turn on. Hey, wow. Wow. So then Carolyn was like, this is what my daughter said. Straight people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the next line in the article that I wrote. Although historically used in queer spaces, <laughs> Carolyn. Is it? Ter- that's what it's. I mean, Stella's the expert, right? It's it's, it's on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask Sierra. So, <laughs> well, and I showed her the picture that goes along with this paragraph is two women. What? what? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. See, this is the second week in a I row. I wish I could make find a way to make that the title <laughs> of this episode. What? What? <laughs> so it's the second week in a row we've had some faulty research. <laughs> <laughs> A 2019 study in psychology and sexuality explored the growing appeal of the DILF 
as evidenced by increased searches on porn sites. No, well, oh, that's where they went to go <laughs> get some. Now listen, I can understand. So there is this theory among people that dads are not involved in their kids' lives and are not good husbands. I totally can understand where you could see a dad and be like, oh, yeah, because he's taking care of his family. That's different than calling him that in bed. Did I send you that TikTok? Well, side note, based on just that, like you see a dad in the wild, like doing dad things. Yeah. And people automatically say, oh, he's such a good dad. Right. Meanwhile, the mom at home did 97 million chores, chores things, <laughs> yeah. handled shit, did this, did that, this, yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. And then all he does is take his kid to the park. And, and sit there for two hours yeah. while, while, while the mom cooked, did the dishes, did the laundry. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. It was hilarious. This song. Oh, you're such a good dad. Like it was this whole song about while mom is. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, dads have a low bar. They have a very low bar. And I, you know. I had to train my parents not to say that Joe babysat. You know. <laughs> yeah. You can't babysit your own kids, right? right? You're watching your right. own and, kids. And it was really You're nothing more than the product of their own, being the product of their no, own generation. of course. Like, no, that was not a criticism, but. No, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. No, he's not a babysitter. He's their father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's his job. Right. right. My mom would say. He doesn't get I'm paid I'm just for so it. amazed at how helpful Joe is with the baby. <laughs> Nah, man. Now we, what you're telling me we, <laughs> is how we came up. My dad didn't change a diaper. Yeah, we, we got a low bar, man. Yeah. And we have, you know, like, but, you know, it's fun. Like, society changes, right? You know, the things that our parents had to deal with with their parents, even from the corporal punishment, mm-hmm. society changes. Mm-hmm. And there's things that they, they did that or got done to them back then that we'd be in jail for now. Right. 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 So society changes. Well, so well back then, all the all the wives could we had to do is they that they had to change the diapers and cook dinner and do. Now you and got, then greet you at the door with a martini and a clean house <laughs> and a freshly pressed dress. Right, and now you there's some wives that don't cook. Yeah, the dad is the cook. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's mm-hmm. not in my house, but <laughs> nobody wants. <laughs> well, to your die. wife is a chef. Nobody wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you didn't really have to learn See, that. Like, if you were single still, yeah. like, you would feed yourself, obviously. Yeah. I, mean, but I, I, I was not a great cook. I can make things, but mm-hmm. I was not a great cook. As always, before she even got her culinary degree, was a mm-hmm. great cook. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyone can indulge in the role of daddy, whether you are a zaddy. <laughs> Uh, what daddy is, or femme daddy. Wow. I'm going to have to ask Tiara if that's an actual term. Daddy and zaddy are largely interchangeable, and femme daddy is often used in LGBTQ plus communities. Femme, of course, refers to someone who presents in a traditionally feminine way, and a femme daddy is someone who takes on a daddy role who is also feminine. A daddy okay. in lipstick. <laughs> as it were oh uh, man i am verifying all this shit when i leave here i, <laughs> I have a, i have a child that is in that community heavy uh-huh. okay gender fluid uh she's been she's been a victim of transphobia at times because the way she dresses the way they dress so i'm checking that out i hope like Tiara, I'm never calling you femme daddy like what the world yeah i don't i don't think that's for us to call them Oh, it's just for them. I, I mean, that might be for, you know, somebody and their partner to be in that. Like, I don't think it's like, hey, what up, them daddy? 
I don't know, man. We gotta ask Stella. We gotta ask Stella what the hell she meant. Uh, oh my God! So Madison Young, a queer writer, activist, and kink and sexuality educator. <laughs> they got degrees for that, huh? Okay. Can I just tell you if I <laughs> told my parents what I had registered for my classes, and one of them was kink and sex. Yeah, and it was, yeah. and they were pay, writing the check for my kink and sexuality class. <laughs> we might have had a problem. My dad had a hard time when I was at the theater school writing a check for the fact that I took yoga. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why I'm paying all this money for my daughter to take yoga, but they're the experts. So, (laughs) um, anyway, and who authored the memoir and forthcoming feature film, Daddy. (laughs) So... Keep an eye out, folks. Describes the role as a person who has things under control. In an uncertain world, having a partner who has things under control can be super appealing. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Sex is great and all, but have you ever watched somebody expertly fold laundry? Now, there's another TikToker I watch. Her name's Melissa. She is a very masculine presenting female. Mm-hmm. And she is a cleaning expert. And I do watch her expertly fold laundry and go, mm. <laughs> come here, Joe. <laughs> I don't know what it is, oh but I guess goodness. it is that perception, like picking up on the male I energy. A, I got a basket full of laundry at home. I got to get the fold. <laughs> you better. <laughs> you better. Uh, oh, my God. All right. I might. Anyway, that's I'm going to watch for that. So feature film daddy just, just, just mental note i'm not <laughs> doing any pew research no. and i'm not reading any articles from elite daily and i'm not going to go on into the part where uh tips for incorporating this hell, into your life i'm going to leave that no. up to i will post the you know the article for anybody who wants to check it out yes please um, please please let us know <laughs> johnny's gonna fold some laundry if tonight that's, <laughs> if that's your deal <laughs> Well, see, that ended up being a good one. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. <laughs> I still don't know where research came from. Same people from you. Well, maybe. But, you know, it did. I, I do think that one of the places that she, excuse me, she probably went somehow was to look at search results for porn sites. Because that's yeah. where I think people yeah, those... look for the stuff that they won't talk about. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'm not talking about my private searches. <laughs> anywhere (laughs) not even here not even with the fine listeners throughout western europe yeah but man yeah i don't i I just Mm -hmm. there's a reason that you don't talk about it though it's not right it's not at the forefront i don't know right and again it's one of those things like it's not necessarily indicative of who you are in your day to day. You know what I mean? Like it, it's something deeply personal, but you're not leading with that yeah. at the basketball court. You no. know what I mean? Like it's no. not like, no, I don't, I don't even know any of those searches. <laughs> no, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. <laughs> oh. Well, that was fun. We don't, we don't, as much as we talk about different things, we don't really talk about stuff like that. On no, the, we don't on the pod. And, and, uh, so I thought that was a fun article to bring 
to bring forth. Shannon, I agree with you. I agree with Carolyn. Straight people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> they are, man. Yeah, we are. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, we weird. So, um, bringing it back local, our kids had homecoming last night. Our uh, yeah. kids at the at the Green High School had um, yeah homecoming last night, and it was. It was fun. We Johnny and I received some photos of what the the room looked like Oof. afterward, <laughs> and it looked like a lot of dancing happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of dancing, a lot of sweating, a lot of sweating. Oof. But well, it's always it's always cool to see all the kids because you know I follow friends of a lot of parents on Facebook and stuff mm-hmm. like that, Instagram to see the pictures of the boys and girls mm-hmm. going to the dance. Some you know, I raised I raised a young lady back then, so uh, some of these dresses are too short for me. But <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I talked to the girls about last night um, are it, the tricky thing about homecoming or prom or things like that is the girls who dress in a way that they're not used to. So you see them teetering on these shoes that they don't mm, know how to walk in, mm-hmm. or or kind of constantly fidgeting in the dresses in the dresses to keep them where they're supposed to be. And you don't want to do that. Like you, you want to just like when you score a touchdown, you want to act like you're always in the end zone. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. you want to make sure that you choose something that you're not going to be that you're comfortable in messing with all the time mm-hmm. because that detracts that totally detracts from a look. You can't let your clothing wear you. Mm. Yeah. Actually, there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm a, I'm on fire today with the <laughs> with the advice. Yeah, and I think that the t- you know I think Carolyn and her friend that went um, last night did a good job of that. Like they both had yeah, very stylish, elegant looks, but they they weren't like uh, <laughs> unsteady flamingo in the shoes or you know the body tape was strategically placed that they could just be comfortable and enjoy themselves. What I'm getting mad at, not mad, like like. Why can't these young men wear dress shoes anymore? They wear their dress sneakers. There's no such thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I was a kid that wanted to wear Converse with my dress back in the 90s even, or my Doc Martens. <sighs> like, you know, dress shoes are uncomfortable. The one the one look that I really liked, and they, they look like dress shoes. Maybe they were sneakers. Maybe Because if they weren't, they, they really were dress sneakers. You know, shout out to our former guests. Dwayne Jenkins and, <laughs> and his wife Monique. Mm-hmm. Their son Nate is a senior. Went to homecoming. He had a nice vest, mm-hmm. tie, mm-hmm. dress pants, shoes. Mm-hmm. Head to toe. Looked great. Yeah. Not panda dunks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, every generation was gonna express themselves in a different uh, yeah, I get in it. a different yeah, way. I totally get I that. I just try to adapt because again, like I've talked about last week with music and stuff like that. Like I remember wanting to express myself in a certain way and being shot down. And I just I don't always get it, but I'm always gonna smile and nod and say, You look great. I'm always gonna if you feel like I never want to be a person who later on in life one of my kids is gonna say, Yeah, when you said that it really like yeah, crushed me. Like I, I don't want to do that. And I'm just not. I'm not used to the homecoming thing anyway, because we didn't have it where I'm from. No, you didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was trying to think. I don't remember going to homecoming. I mean, we had them. I don't remember going to homecoming. Right. I went to homecoming football games, but I don't remember going yeah. to the dance. And it wasn't. And I think part of it is, it wasn't as um, common to go in groups of friends. 
Mm. At least not in, maybe it was in other places. Yeah, somebody had to ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, and I, I was always so afraid I wasn't going to get asked that I would put out some energy that, that I didn't want to go. go. Yeah, that I didn't want to go. Yeah, so like the big thing where I was, was always prom. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, so, yeah. And that's why like you go to homecoming, you go to four years of homecoming, then you go to, like, and down here, where I'm from, you can only go to senior prom. Mm-hmm. There was no junior prom. We didn't have a junior prom either, but as a junior, I got asked by a senior. Well, the flex. So look, at, look at the flex, America. <laughs> right. As a junior, well, I got he was to the go foreign anyway. He was the foreign exchange student, and he so, pretty oh. much just needed somebody on his arm, and right, I, right, you know, right. like it wasn't a what thing. What she's really saying, so my beauty was international in <laughs> high school, America. <laughs> That's what she wants to say, huh? Maybe that is what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe that is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking, like, my son's, he has to go to that. We're making him go to that. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a homecoming person. Yep. And I thought he was going to go this year, and then he, they didn't go. Mm-hmm. He just, and now when I look at the pictures, I was like, yeah, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not him. Yeah. He's not a big dancer. He's not a big dude for crowds. Right. Yeah. But. Yep. I was, uh, I was glad that. Carolyn kind of within herself pushed herself to go because she ended up having a good time and good, you know, she, um, she said she did it right this year. Not that she did it wrong last year, but you know, she was a freshman last year. So everything feels awkward when you're a freshman, but she had more friends. Well, yes. Right. Like, you know, she's, she's stepping into her greatness now. Right. Right. So she has a, a, a better sense of who she is who she wants to be with, how she wants to dress, what mm-hmm. looks she wants to present. Those things are important for a young person. Yep. Right? And so all of that is part of the experience, too. I got to go to this thing, be who I, my true self, have fun mm-hmm. with the people who love me for me. And then, yep. so that makes the experience and enhances it, right? Yep, for sure. And I think, too, this look that she had yesterday, it's one of those looks that's going to age well. She is going to look back at oh, what she wore sure. this year. And be like, yep, I did it. I did the damn thing. Yeah. Like, I have two looks. I have the junior prom and the senior prom look. And the junior prom look was very 1990. Very 1990. Mm-hmm. But my senior prom look was classic. Like, it was not the long, frilly dress. And, the ba- like, it was very sleek and elegant and simple. And I can look back and I would wear that dress. I would wear that dress to a cocktail party right now. And so I went, I got one of each. <laughs> I'll post the one that is like, oh lord, there was a lot of fabric in that dress. <laughs> was, <laughs> but I think I got a picture on Facebook from one of the proms I went to. We'll have to post them in the group. Yeah, I was super skinny then. I remember being super skinny. Golly, <laughs> no, so long ago. I remember <laughs> being super thin and feeling like I wasn't. Oh, that's yeah. And like, I would love to be high school fat right now because. <laughs> You know, I think some of it was my activities and dance and theater. They're so like so many decisions are made just based on superficial reasons yeah. that, you know, I had a very distorted body image. And uh, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, damn, girl. <laughs> I mean, I looked like Carolyn. Yeah, man. I'm day, I always tell people, yeah, man, I ate, I ate that guy. He's gone. <laughs> Super, he's out of here. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? So we got another one week until basketball tryouts locally here. Yes, one sir. Week. 
Thank goodness. I'm ready to go. I know. It's time. I feel like mm-hmm. it's time. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Mm. Halloween's on a Tuesday. Tuesday. I wonder if Wednesday. people are going to go because the trick or treat next Saturday. So there's in the <clears throat> neighborhood that I manage, they were talking about it because we're having a trunk or treat mm-hmm. event on Saturday, but they're sticking with their, they're going with the. A lot of people do trick or treating on it's, Halloween. Yeah, so. A lot of people do. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the last day of tryouts is on Halloween. Yep. And then we can get down to business. And then we can like then the switch flips. Yeah. And I hope everybody's ready that to you know I hope they remember that the coach today is not going to be the coach. A week and a half from now, because it I, then I it's, it's, it's showtime. Then the, like, we the, don't the, have to just like be nice enough that people still want to come and work. <laughs> yeah, you know the funny thing about the boys head coach though, I don't think he's gonna change. Yeah, I mean he might be he's who tough, he is. Man, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's good for my son. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, I think the girls' coaches are too, but I, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, but you, I, see you dig I know in. what you're saying though. You right? dig in. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know now it's now we're not looking for people. We got our people, and we gotta whoop you in the shape. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I loved where we were headed before we even got on the mics this morning um, talking about, you know, it's not even like our crosstown rivalry. We're not both playing at the same level, but we've got these coaches and your coach in particular yeah. understands serious rivalries. Yeah. Because, you know, I think it, so I was actually talking to the AD from the other school. And, you know, that school's growing mm-hmm. every zone. So he believes eventually because the districts by Florida are based on school size. Mm-hmm. He believes eventually they'll be in the same district. That'll be, that'll be and good. I, and I, I would look forward to that because then you could play twice a year mm-hmm. in basketball. For least. sure. Uh, you know, I think that strong rivalries are beneficial for a community, for a sport. But, you know, that crosstown rivalry is important. It's healthy. It's It gets people up. It gets people interested. You know, we had a situation last year with a basketball coach who water, tried to water that down and, and do things, you know, partner with our rival. And there's nothing wrong with good sportsmanship. But no. I don't need those coaches in our gym, you know, no, or think, in our huddles or in our strategy. Um, yeah, and I think I think it has a chance to be really good. Like if the so the football team has to get a little bit better for, on the other side. Um, right now, our our boys basketball team has to show up, and their and the other side's girls basketball team has to show up. But if there's ever a time where all three of them are good at one time, then this it'd be huge. Yeah, this city would be, be on fire, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think the boys and the girls basketball teams have a chance to do that mm-hmm. um, sooner than later. Yeah, um, I think that um, things like that are important for a community to establish to kind of flesh out their identity there was one thing about moving to palm coast that i noticed that coming from a place like flint that has such a strong identity um and even even wilson in its different southern way had a kind of an identity like there's no downtown in palm coast it's very spread out and oddly shaped and and you know a lot of people go other places to do things yeah you know and things like that and it's you know a very tourist area so you know people fill up and then they leave and so establishing an identity in a community like this i worked with somebody and i don't agree with this part but how he described it he noticed the same thing he said palm coast is soulless 
I wouldn't say it's soulless, mm-hmm. but things like this help establish yeah. a community identity. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I luckily, luckily enough get to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm excited. All right. Well, we did the damn thing on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Mm-hmm. The day the Lord gave us. I <laughs> know. This is the day <laughs> the Lord has made. I've been... Uh, attending church online i oh, told yeah. you mm-hmm. yeah it's a couple of weeks he he the the pastor went on a vacation and when he came back somebody else he was there but somebody else preached so i didn't i like to watch this particular guy preach mm. for whatever reason because i he's a coach i have a you mm-hmm. know and then what was it last last week i missed it for some reason i don't remember and it's at 10 i gotta go back and and watch now You're because watch the stream. I got to go back and watch the stream because he said something to me about it when I Uh-oh. went into practice the other day. So <laughs> I'm like, I got I to gotta go to church. <laughs> 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 like he said, I get the message in my messenger. He sends it out. Yeah, he's yeah. Get he, ready. He's like, I got to get. He told, he told, he told, Uncle, I got to get you down to church. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. he's perfect. They're, they're like uh, birds of a feather. He's very good. Coach Butts is very he good. Is, I really do enjoy his sermons. I always get something good out of him. So stay with me through the week. And boy, I need some <laughs> Jesus right now because I got a lot going on. Like I was on my rides into work. I kind of get myself pumped up for some conversations I got to have. And one of my trains of thought the other day, because I'm facing a pretty big challenge that I've got to handle, was about like what? Like. You get through something big and you think, okay, now I can breathe first. And then something else big just comes right back up. It's life, man. I mean, I went through a a 12-month period that was among the most challenging of my life. Challenging to the point that I was clenching my teeth in my sleep so hard, a back tooth crumbled. And I got sick with shingles and took Mm. months. You you know what I mean? Like so much of that. And, you know, felt like a... When some things got handled and decided or whatever, and then I feel like I'm right back into it. Like, oh. yeah. It, from time, you're like not me. No, nah, no. I mean, just from time to time, you have cycles of stress. Yeah. In your life. Yep. Um, like things could be going really good six months, and then six months later, you can have a whole bunch of stuff happen. And I think that there is such thing as good stress, like. You know, even celebrations or wedding or, you know. Yeah, like, I see like what you're saying. There mm-hmm. are. But I'm ready for a, I need another vacation. Like <laughs> we, <laughs> we just went in July and I'm already like. It'll be here. You'll be you'll be gone before you know it, though. Well, you, got, we go. you got a big one. Well, I mean, I don't. Carolyn does. I thought you were going. No, I, I'm not going to go spend the month. I don't No, but you can't spend a month. Right. You, like I, I'm, I'm considering if we can figure it out and afford it, taking her. Right. And staying for a few days and coming back, staying for a week and coming back. But uh, I don't even know if that we're going to work that. But we are going to try, as a family, we are going to try to get up to Ann Arbor next fall. Nice. We are working on, on that, seeing we'll if we can. go to the game? Yeah, we want to try to. Ooh. We got to figure out where we can land some tickets and then plan around that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only I knew somebody that could help us with some tickets. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, come find us on social media. We are the Strongly Worded Podcast group. We've got some, we, we put a little, we, we put some stuff in there last week, so let's keep engaging there. We are on Instagram at the Strongly Worded Pod. 
Um, of course, here, wherever you, you listen to your favorite podcast, listen to us, leave us a five-star review. It helps us get seen, helps more people find us. Um, and that's it. Have that's a, it. Have, have, a, a, have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right.